Weekends are a good time to escape to the woods. Unless the weekend begins with Friday the 13th. Because 13 is an unlucky number. But out here, so are 1 through 12. It's deceiving. What do you mean? The quiet can fool you. Look! There comes one of them now. Chris, why'd you come back here? Stop it! You hear me? Prove something to myself. Prove I'm stronger than I think I am. Because these are Jason's woods, and nobody leaves them alive. Friday the 13th, part 3. God damn it, Harold! You can't fight him, Jason. You can't stop him, Jason. And now, you can't even keep him on the screen. God damn it! Friday the 13th, part 3. I spent all day yesterday washing your clothes, but I get no help from you at all! Jason, 3D. Welcome to 100 Lunatics, the podcast where we examine horrors, legendary lunatics from inception to death? What? To inevitable remake. I'm your horror-loving host, Daniel, and 2,000 miles to my left is my horror-hating cousin, Nathan. Hi. Hi, everyone. Sitting much too close to me, (laughs) horror who gives a fuck, Jonathan. Hey, everybody. Alright, we are back to the Voorhees saga with 1982's Friday the 13th, part 3. And the occasion is momentous. Nathan, you've been waiting for it, and now you got it. Was it everything you hoped for? I'm glad he's wearing the mask, but it was kind of anticlimactic. Oh, come on. I don't really care. Uh, he looks so... Now he gets to be on screen. He gets to act with his body. You finally get to mm. see Jason. Yeah. Come I don't know. I, I I guess it's like it's like anything else in life, you know. Nothing's ever good enough, and in this, that is the understatement of the century. <laughs> are, Nothing will are ever you kidding? Be good this is a horror icon and a very oh, iconic moment. Oh, and oh, I know. And I know. In Canada, all I'm hearing is a whole bunch of yawning and who gives a shit. It's a hockey mask for Christ's sake. You should be pissing on yourself. Yeah, stand up for yourself. Jesus. Stand up for myself. Yeah, listen to your girlfriend. I'm I'm telling you guys right now that, you know, just because he's wearing the mask and just because he's now become officially Jason, it's kind of weird. I had something to look forward to, and now I don't have anything to look forward to anymore. (laughs) So it's kind of depressing. Oh. I didn't really think about it that way. <laughs> I was more sitting there being like, oh, I'm excited for him. So he wanted the mask the whole time, and now he gets it. And now yeah. you're like a kid that wanted a toy really, really bad and throws it away almost as soon as he gets it. Plus, I read... He's, he's more interested in the packaging. Mm-hmm. I, I, I read all of the little tidbits now because I'm trying to you know prepare myself for these podcasts. And I read all the little bits about what was what was cut out and why because of rating issues and i'm like wow that death would have been so much better if they had just left that stuff in and they weren't censored hmm you know everything just is a constant disappointment with these movies and the fact that it's the exact same script over and over again and this lake this lake it's a proven winner with, the script is with, a proven winner it's jason's no, lake now. camp yeah exactly camp crystal lake right and then they do oh 
Uh, it, that, that's Camp Blood, so we don't go near there. We're going to go to the camp right next to it. And then after after that, now they're on the other side of the lake, I'm assuming. And, um, and the main at, character, at girl, had a terrible experience like, a couple <laughs> of years ago with you know someone that might be Jason. There's all these reports on the television saying the bloodiest thing in years over at this other camp. Hey, time to go revisit the cottage, everyone, and face our fears. Are you fucking kidding me? This fucking camp would be on lockdown. There would be red tape around the whole fucking lake, and there would be people in search parties trying to find this psychopath. This is totally unrealistic and unbelievable. They needed to move on and try something different. This movie could also be called Sunday, Sunday the, 15th. the 15th. Whoa. Whoa, that was interesting. Whoa. Did we just say that at the exact same time? You did. Yeah, I, I cut you off with what you were going to say because no, I'm no, we said that at the exact same time. Sunday the 15th, I know. Because the events of the previous Colon, movie Jason gets happened greedy. on Friday the 13th, and then on Saturday, <laughs> they arrive at the lodge, and then on Sunday, they have all the thing, or whatever. Or no, the events with uh, with the uninteresting couple happen on the Saturday, right? Is that what it is? Uh, yes. The very characterized and interesting Harold and Edna <laughs> are murdered on the evening of Saturday the 14th. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about Ron and Trixie? It was the couple with the dumb convenience store and the and the bullshit, you know. Oh, you mean happy-go-lucky Harold and his bitch-nagging wife? <laughs> <laughs> you, mean, you mean the chick that was, like, watching the TV and, Oh, my God! It's the most horrible scene in years! Bloody, bloody, blah, blah! There's a maniac on the loose! Yeah, so... I was kind of confused about that because they, they mentioned eight corpses in Crystal Lake, you know, most heinous crime in local history. Did they for Time to go forget about the night. year before that? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wait a minute. Every year they update it with the next most heinous crime. It's like, oh, well, the year before there was only seven. Now there's eight. So well, maybe they said in the local area. So maybe Camp Crystal Lake is like part of one little section of a town on one side of the lake and then Camp... Pakenau? Pakenau? What was it? From Pakenak. Pakenak is a part of a little town on the other side of the lake. And then, what's this place? Higg- Higgins Haven, this cottage, is part of another town on like the south end of the lake. But wouldn't this all fall into, like, Hope, New Jersey? Like, what? I want to see the, the city limits of Hope, New Jersey. Yeah, we need a, we need a municipal <laughs> map. I need to see where all of these places are. Nathan, can you clack away at the keyboard and grab that for us? You want a map to check how relevant this lake is? I want a municipal map broken down by region of Hope, New Jersey. What, so you can justify how far he had to walk in the second movie? I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's bullshit. Right. Yeah, that was... But, but, I have, but I have a... I'm going to bring up a concern. As the defender of this movie, I'm going to bring up a big thing that's really hard for me to get over. Um, that wound... Like, if this, this movie takes place just a, a couple year. of days... After the events of the previous film. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. This is a couple of days. Were you not listening when we talked about Sunday the, the 15th? Come on, Jonathan. So I almost called you Jason. <laughs> so when he takes that six inch, when he, he has that machete buried in his shoulder, just buried it. It takes out the muscle. It takes out all the collarbone. Like that arm is completely useless and should be bleeding profusely. Right, not even really addressed. Is that all you two are gonna do this weekend? Smoke dope? Why not, man? Is there a law against it? <laughs> there are better things to do with your life. Like what? 
I can't think of anything. <laughs> How much further to the lake? We would have been there already if some people didn't have to go to the bathroom every five minutes. That's what happens when you're pregnant. <laughs> hey! Yeah, and like we said, we've already got into it. This, of course, is after a ten-minute reminder of the end of part two appearing in the beginning of this movie, just like we got in part two from part one. Good. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I'll tell you why that's good. Because I was so loaded at the end of the previous movie that I didn't really remember any of it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was a good refresher. I was, that was I the was podcast that made it. you clean up I your act. I was like, oh, she called him Jason and became his mom. That's so psychologically intelligent. Way to go, blonde girl. All right, so we opened up on Edna and Harold at the local convenience store that they own and run called the Crystal Lake hmm store. <laughs> talking about, you wait a minute, you're talking about Ron and Trixie? <laughs> yeah, Edna and Harold. Okay. Uh, and Edna is, I think she's just staring out the window, just waiting for Harold to fuck up. I, I think so. She's because he, he knocks that stick out from like the, the laundry line, and she instantly, instantly yells at him. Yeah, she's kind of a crazy bitch. I mean, or does he just fuck up that much? Yeah. See, we don't know the backstory. He is later on taking that audibly sloppy dump, oh. where he sneaks the Jack Daniels. But okay, so. Before the sloppy dump with the Jack Daniels, he's eating fish food and liking the taste of it. Mm-hmm. And until he realizes that the main ingredient is dayfly eggs. Right. So he's now infested. Yeah. He's got a just swarm of dayflies in his stomach at this moment. Dayflies are the ones that swim up your penis. I, I think so. Very similar to botflies. Just yep. dayflies. And. Oh my god, he just like walks through the store just eating all kinds of shit. He like takes Oh yeah. See, takes a bite, a couple bites off of a donut and then throws the half-eaten donut back in the container. Pops open and some peanuts and just some peanuts, wolfs them down, random bunny. Oh, and he takes a sip of Sunny D. Yeah. At first, I was kind of upset that Edna was just yelling at him for seemingly no reason. But as he goes through and just, like, eats the inventory, he's kind of a piece of shit, too. Yeah. They kind of deserve each other. This is the kind of man whose underwear never not has skid marks. Yeah. And so he goes to put the bunny back, and then the snake pops out of the bunny cage with all the dead rabbits in it. Did you like that effect? That was pretty good. I got to interrupt here. Although Ron and Trixie are, are fascinating <laughs> individuals, um, let's speed it up a bit, you know? Hokey 3D uh, moment, hokey 3D moment, followed by hokey 3D moment, fo- followed by thank God they're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. But, yeah? But this is only hokey 3D moment because this is still the way they do hokey 3D moments. <laughs> yeah. But even then, it's not just hokey 3D moments. It's trope, trope, trope as well. This is... This, this whole movie is full of, you know, build anxiety towards a point, and then oh, I'm so scared! Like he goes flying out of there after this, after the snake. The yeah. snake. He's like, oh god, mm. it's a snake! Oh, it's a snake! It's a badger, badger. Okay, poorly anyway. constructed yeah. snake I'm, effect. I'm fairly yeah. certain so I he, saw the but, the string or the line on the snake. Oh, everywhere! It's everywhere. Yeah. But he runs out of there, and what does he do? He takes a dump right after. Just right total after. liquid. Like, he was Almost scared like shitless. The snake, well, exactly. The snake scared the shit out of him. Somebody was laughing about that on the set, probably. 
The snake scared the shit out of him. <laughs> Drinking whiskey while just like Hilarious. liquid diuretic shit pouring out of his asshole. And it gets scared. Right, yeah, it was it was because of the the flies, right? Yeah, the, 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 the blah, day blah, flies. flies or the, the day, the bot. The bot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mr. Take it away, Suzuki. Let's do it. Oh, and then he doesn't wipe or flush. No. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Pants straight up. Yep. And then, you know, I cut to Harold dying, Cleaver through the chest. Cleaver in the chest makes no sound, but Edna no. still goes, Harold? Like as if she heard something. Right. But he doesn't make any sound. Yeah, a lot of silent deaths in this movie. But anyway, yeah, Cleaver to the chest. And Are they silent or are they censored? Uh, I didn't read any. I didn't. I don't think I read anything about any big censorship going on in this film. In fact, I read that the director was pretty resilient about keeping all the violence in. They were just smart enough to not try mixing sex and violence again. Well, I'm going to educate you later. Uh oh. I'm going to make you wait for it though. That way, you can sound like an expert here through the walkthrough, and then I'll slam the door, and you'll be outside without a key. Harold, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow. Do you Mom? think about me a lot when we're not podcasting? Mom, Dad, can you let me in? Nathan <clears throat> locked me outside again. He's talking like old poetry. <laughs> okay, we've kind of jumped right into the walkthrough here. I didn't get my quiz. Yeah, you well, you study for it now. It's not fun anymore. Yeah, we need to go back to you just like watching the movie and hating every second of it, <laughs> and getting drunk and, and forgetting, and getting after. drunk and then coming to record. We need to go back to that, where you forgot uh, that th- there was even an altar to Mrs. Voorhees. I barely watched this movie, all right? <clears throat> funny. I think I watched this like five times. <laughs> Once all the way through in 3D. Oh, man. So if Daniel comes across as half-retarded, we now know why. Yeah, it did damage. Your eyes, like, catch on after 30 minutes, and they're like, oh, I know what you're doing. And then they re-separate everything, and your brain's like, no, don't do that. What are you doing? <laughs> I have a bone to pick with the trivia on this movie, though. It says the only it is the only Friday the Thirteenth film in which none of the characters actually say the name Jason. Yeah, it's but weird. at the beginning of the movie, they do the recap of the previous movie. Yeah, except for and that part. She says Jason. Yeah, so. but but that's a recap of the previous movie. No, 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 no. This movie, movie does not start until end. Friday the Thirteenth Part Fuck Three comes off. out. Fuck off. The, this movie does not movie. start, obviously, until the opening graphic. Bounce, 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 bounce. Yeah. Bow, that's bow, when bow, the movie bow, starts. Camp. Okay. Whatever. I disagree. I think that they do say Jason in the movie, obviously. If you were to if you were to read a script of this movie, the name Jason would be said by another character. And you can't really get around that one, so shut your fucking face. This is a, a technicality versus uh, what everyone else in the world would choose. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm Canadian. This I'm a stickler for detail. This is just Nate being a dick for being a dick's sake. <laughs> That's all this is. It's like, nope, I'm right, you're wrong, and moving on. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so where were we? Edna, she's looking for her husband, Harold. Well, she she's looking for her husband and her missing knitting needle. Oh yes, she also. That's right. Good, good. She good. can't find her damn knitting needle. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got to sew up his wound with a knitting needle. Just this huge one. Just the one. It's a good piece of like dirty rope tied to it. He's just piercing it clumsily <laughs> through his no, no, skin. No. no, this is Jason Voorhees, ladies and gentlemen. He's not using dirty rope. He is using barbed wire. Oh, that's right. 
Jason bursts his arm through the window as she backs up against the door, holds her against it, jams that missing sewing needle through the back of her neck. The back of her head. Back of her head. Back of her head comes out of her mouth. Mm. Nice. Did yeah. it come out of her mouth? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see the needle come this out of her mouth. Nice little 3D. Oh, for the 3D. Yeah. Right. Then we cut over, and we're introduced to our our our, our, vic- gang. our victims. No, our you know happy-go-lucky gang of children, one of which is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Chris is driving. Debbie and Andy are in the front seat with her. They stop to pick up Vera. Mm. Andy and Debbie can't stop talking about sex. That's right. Mm. And Chris tells them not to worry about that terrifying thing that <laughs> happened to her at the place that they're going to now. Shelly sneaks out of the van. He's got his clear plastic mask on and stabs Andy in the back of the knife with a prop knife. Back of the knife. Stands Andy in the back with a prop knife. Yep. Pisses him off. What is, what is just... Shelly's fucking problem? I mean, what a fucking douchebag. But Vera's mom is outside. She's, she's like, having none of it. Yeah, she's having none of it. Fuck this. Vera is not going. She goes inside. Sounds like she murders like 35 chickens. Probably. Vera comes back outside. Everything's cool. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe Vera's mom put like some Hispanic voodoo hex on the entire group. Of course. It's her fault. And we all know through this series that moms are trouble. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so gonna, I'm going to let that stew. So there is a pox on this group because chickens were murdered. Well, we've already seen bunny rabbits murdered, so maybe there were something cuter than chickens. That's right. But my favorite part of this whole scene is... i just like to apologize to the audience. Why do you do this every time? Why? Because you guys are talking about chicken deaths and pox. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, I, I just, on behalf of one of the lunatics, I'd like to apologize for the last segment and how boring that these, these two guys are. Is the man whose sole purpose is to derail? Are we getting blamed for derailing? Is that what's happening here? I'm sorry. Right, but no, we come, this is the my favorite part in this scene is when Vera's like, who's this guy? And they're like, oh, it's your date, Shelly. And his first thing he says is, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, Shelly. He's come got on. some self-esteem, doesn't he? Oh, God. Not a hello, not even a limp handshake. Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, my, my favorite is later. Don't you like me? <laughs> Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we go back to the van, and uh, there are just two homeless stoners hanging out in the van. Right? The van looks like it's on fire. Smoke right. is billowing out. Right. They head over, and there's two stoners back there that we didn't get to meet earlier. Yeah. Just, mm. Hey, that's Chuck. And that's Chili. 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 Was he, like, trying to look like Tommy Chong? Yes. Okay. So now they're driving on their way out to the cottage. Uh, Chili's being a square about smoking dope. We learn that Debbie is pregnant. Presumably Andy's, but it never really says. Well, no, maybe it does. She does say we're having a baby. Yeah, that's she does still, say we. It's still like maybe we're just going to raise it together. Well, let's, let's say that it's Andy's. Cops show up, or at least they pop up on from behind the car. Everyone starts freaking out, shoveling weed down their mouths, spilling it all over the fucking place. That pissed I me s- off. Did, did I see white pills in that van? I thought I saw white pills. In there the was van. also pills? I, I saw white something or other in the van. Mm-hmm. They're too frantic. They're, they're spazzing out. They were spazzing. Andy no, was yeah. trying to get his pregnant girlfriend to eat a bunch of weed. Yeah. 
Andy does not give a shit about this pregnancy. Shelly's allergic to it, of course. Of course. And uh, he said he's already had breakfast. Right. And they're like, shut up, you fat fuck. You know you're still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I will give them a little bit of credit for finding a fun way to connect the convenience store with them. Because this yeah. is all about, really. If we just jump to the point, you know. I know we don't like to do that here. I know we like to go <laughs> step by step. And make sure that everyone understands. I mean, they watch the movie, right? That's why they're listening to us. So the point is, <clears throat> the whole point of this is to make an excuse to connect the, you know, convenience store with the cabin. So they are, you know, creating the, the cops that the cops can drive by them and park at the convenience store. And they can drive by the cops at the convenience store. And the audience can go, oh, that cabin's awfully close to that convenience store. They're going to get murdered by Jason. Bono, Bono, well owned owned and she's like leading out of the van as she drives by that place she's like what the fuck is this and then she almost runs over some fucking homeless guy lying down in the middle of the road oh yeah doesn't seem at all needs debbie to tell her hey stop the car there's a man there right so yeah she's having like instant (laughs) flashbacks to two years ago you know and oh no oh no there's there's a horrible tragedy that reminds me of what happened to me Oh, Rip Van Winkle. Yep, Rip Van Winkle, middle of the road. Oh, I didn't say you're so kind and generous to help me out the street there. <laughs> like, Apparently, let, me sh- let me show you this eyeball. I mean, <laughs> testicle. I mean, eyeball that I found. <laughs> now he sounds like an 1840s prospector. <laughs> That's what he looks like. <laughs> our own, our new crazy Ralph. Ralph made it two movies. Now they have this guy. Mm-hmm. Right, Nathan? Does he, does, does he warn them about anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What does he say exactly? He said he go back from where you came. He holds the testicle up and he's like, "This is a gnomon. Yeah, this was given to me. He gave this to me. I have, I have forewarned thee, or whatever. Yeah, he says something like that. Okay, all right, fair enough. Well, that's that's good. They just keep getting more crazy, eh? More unbelievable. And of course, the whole (laughs) gang. Just high off the mouthfuls of weed that they've recently eaten, or just oh, she fuck the old man with the ball in his hand. Mm -hmm. Wiggins has no excuse though, because she should be, you know, whoa, because of her history at the cabin. She right there, she should have been like, "You call her Wiggins? Did you call her Wiggins? We should we should turn around. Who's Wiggins? The main girl, Chris. Yeah, Wiggins. Is that her last? No, it's got to be at least Higgins, right? I don't know. H- Higgins, Hig- what is it? Haven? Wiggins? Wiggins Haven? Let's just call her Chris. Well? we'll just call her Chris. Of of the Higgins Haven cabin. <laughs> the way you make up okay. names, I like just cut you out. It sounds like you're talking about a whole different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Higgins, uh, Wiggins, Ron, and Trixie. Yeah, people are like, mm, what the fuck? Yeah. Looking through IMDb like, I don't understand. <laughs> What's happening? That's because your, your guys' job is to, you know, get all anal and pretentious <laughs> and my job is to add a little color so is that what you're doing you're describing a different movie i'm adding a little bit of flavor is, no it's close it's not giving there's a, shit a connection a job. <laughs> there's, there's a connection all right anyway chris goes into the cabin and immediately grabbed by rick oh rape grabbed R- yeah just and man the kids in these like 80 slasher films they're not shy about their rapey vibes Mm-mm. not at all like they're looking for instant fuck, right? Like, why can't I choke you, you frigid bitch? <laughs> Don't you remember back when you were a 27-year-old playing a 20-year-old? <laughs> or you a 35-year-old? He was 35, 36, <laughs> man. No, he wasn't. He looks it. He was born in 55, and the movie was in 82. 
Why won't you just let me in? <laughs> that makes him 27. Yeah, I get it. Uh, <laughs> well, I just like, wondered if you can do math. Yeah. You were really good at it in two podcasts ago. Now you seem to be a little stupid. <laughs> uh, Don't you work with numbers in real life? Yes, God, I do. Terrible. But, okay, so... Uh, Shelly, uh, what, Chris goes back out to the lake, uh, to un- help unpack the van, and paranoid Chris. Paranoid. Didn't I close this door? Of which the inside is all carpet. It's all yeah. carpet. I baby. didn't realize that before. Oh, yeah. It's got a stink in there. It's stink like <laughs> sex. Oh, it's sex and weed. Just all oh. semen. But it's Shelly. Shelly is inside the uh, van. And he's like, bitch, get your hands off my box. My whole <laughs> life is in that box. Very aggressive about that box. Um, she's like, why aren't you down in the lake swimming everybody else? Why are you back here being antisocial? It's because they're skinny dipping, and he's not skinny enough. Oh. Oh. I, I feel like Shelly is, is just like one or two steps away from slitting his own wrists at this point. Right? I mean, Come on, man. He's dying he's for a, a laugh, and everyone just calls him an asshole and a piece of shit. Yeah, you fat fuck. He's, he's a chubby kid. Do you know what it's like for a chubby kid? Yeah. Yes. All the hot chicks go down. All the hot chicks go, go down, and the hot people go down, and they take off their clothes, and they're all comfortable with that experience. No, like here, and here you, comes the guy swimming with your, his shirt on, and you've got your shirt on. Why? Because you're ashamed of your of who you are. <laughs> it's true. I'm not. I'm not sugarcoating it. It's a true fact. I started out in my life as a young boring. Skinny, didn't have to do anything to get a six pack. Boring kind of guy. Boring. And as I've grown older, I've gained a little bit of weight, and I a I've little experienced, bit. I've experienced both. And uh, you're a pudgy is, fucker it now. It is it is the equivalent. It's all of the shame. beaver tails and Molson. <laughs> but do you notice that Shelley is 1980s fat, right? Are you yeah. suggesting that? Wait a minute. Are you suggesting that Canadians eat beaver tails and poutine? You guys live in like the fattest per capita area that, of the world it's exactly so. what i'm saying i'm remarking right now that shelly is 1980s fat by today's american standards of fat shelly is uh, shelly's yeah he fits right in yeah he's 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 the he's, hot jock he's the guy <laughs> asking everyone else to come skinny dipping yep absolutely because his gut only has one roll on it exactly <laughs> and you can't even make fun of a texan when you say it you say hey you guys live in like the fattest place in the world and they go yep mm-hmm. yeah totally mm-hmm. fine with it yep what's 80s fat it, 80s fat. Like, it's, it's not as fat. Like the like 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 charming, witty fat. No, like yeah. like we like we see Shelly in today's standards, and we go, yeah, that guy's kind of that guy's kind of pudgy, ch- kind of chubby, but in pudgy, yeah, pudgy. Pudge. But in 1980, all those girls that are in the van are like, this fucking obese guy is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, really? Are they? I don't see that. Yeah, they're just not interested in him sexually. They don't judge him. Yeah, I'm just saying. We got different levels of fat. Can we agree yeah. that different levels of fat? <laughs> I think I think there was less judgment in the early eighties. Just look at the gangsters and how they dress. No one would have taken them seriously if anyone had any any right thing going on in their brain in that. Time. No, we 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 know that Shelley is fat because he keeps saying how fucking fat he is. All right, so everybody knows that he's a fat piece of shit and he hates himself and he's about to commit suicide. Anyway, we go to a barn with a shit ton of hay. <laughs> shit ton of hay and no fucking horses 
No horses, because apparently Chris's dad is going to buy a horse one of these fucking years, but no, it just keeps buying the hay. Crippled with debilitating indecision. Yeah. I grew up on an acreage with a barn, and we had hay in our loft, and we had no livestock to give it to. Why? What's the point? Uh, because my dad is a nerd about farming, and he wanted to, like, um, trim the field that we had and turn it into bales and then he put all the bales in the loft and those bales sat there for years and developed mold (laughs) just no but no absolutely no purpose but chris's dad is buying the hay he's buying it he's not like trimming fields or anything why do we know that he's buying the hay because she says that he's buying the hay oh um yeah no i guess that's a good point why would you buy and, a... And one of these years, he's going to buy a fucking horse, but nope, not this year. Mm-hmm. And Rick is pissed off about that. And threatening Chris that if she does not put out soon on this vacation, he's just going to go back into town to Mary Jo Crawford's house. Right. And get some of that notorious slut. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, though? You know what, though? His... He... He... He must have gone off and whacked off somewhere here because he... He, he, tames, he tames it down quite a bit. I don't. He becomes he becomes a nice, reliable, strong man, and not uh, obsessed about sex anymore. Well, it must have, it must have been after this scene because this scene is just straight guilt trip. Like, look, I blew off the amazing fuck doll that is Mary Jo Crawford for you. All right, so this shit better start real quick. In fact, I want one hour every morning and two hours <laughs> every right. night. That's right. I want three hours a day marathon fucking yeah so or they do have sex off screen and and that's what calms rick down right and then she's joking around she hops on the rope and he he hoists her up and then drops her like 15 feet to the ground yeah. <laughs> shatters her ankles but she's fine yeah she's no, a trooper she just, she, she, she just blows him back in the woods somewhere jason's watching too he's like okay that's it everybody's gonna fucking die <laughs> <laughs> that's it they were yeah, gonna live they were gonna live but nope yep they're not even counselors. I was, was going to keep going to the next campground, but I'm stopping at this fucking cottage right here. What is this called? Wiggins Well? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, then we hear a scream from the cottage. Blood-curdling scream. Who's screaming? Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. I don't know. Debbie. No, it's it's Shelly, Shelly. It's Shelly. No, there's no one in the house except for Shelly. Chris is the first one to run into the house. Rick follows her. Everybody else crams in after that. You know, she notices Shelly's body. He's got a hatchet in his head. Falls to the ground, and Andy comes in and tickles him. He's awake. It's just a prank, guys. But there's nobody in there except for Shelly. So that's Shelly screaming. <laughs> that like female blood curdling scream was Shelly. It's got to be. But then Rick, the first time I watched this, the way Rick talks about Shelly, like, oh, he doesn't know any better. It makes it seem like Shelly's slow. Yeah, it makes him seem like he's, like, slightly retarded. And <laughs> he's, if we don't do something about Shelly, he's the second coming of Jason Voorhees. Exactly. But it's actually because he just doesn't know about Chris's traumatic history with the man in the woods. No, I'm going back to him being retarded. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. he's full-blown retard. <laughs> He's just trying to fight through the shame, okay? He's trying to be accepted. Do you have any sympathy for anyone in this world? No, I just wish there was a handicapped person in this movie to die. 
<laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. See, Jonathan rubs. You see, everyone, everyone listening, Jonathan rubs his hands together eagerly when he sees people in wheelchairs. He starts looking for staircases, you know, that they can ride down. Oh, this is so with machetes sticking out of their faces. This is so creative how they can kill handicapped people. Anyway, um, we now see a car. Yeah, Vera. Vera can't take this. She needs yeah, to get out of the house. Get out of the house. Whatever. She borrows Rick's car, which is our second Volkswagen Bug. Uh, Shelly comes running outside. He also wants to go. She drives like halfway down the road before yeah. she finally stops and lets them in. I mean, I guess she feels bad for him, or she's right? like, get some exercise, fatty. Yeah, just jog a little bit. Wow, you guys just don't stop, eh? <laughs> and so, of Why course, you just here, here. We'll just tie a piece of rope to the trunk, and you can run behind the car. <laughs> or here, come hey, on, fatty. Rocky. Here's a wheelchair. You're not using your legs anyways. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so they go into town to a convenience store slash liquor store. Yeah, it's like a little country market store. Yeah. Bounce, 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 bounce. It's playing in the background. Bounce, 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 bounce. Vera's pissed that she can't pay for her food with food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> and has to borrow 20 bucks from Shelly. No, was that a real thing? She was trying to pay for it with food stamps? Because I thought that was the cashier being fucking racist. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the cashier was kind of being racist. Is it racist because Vera's Spanish? Yes. And then, but, but Vera puts her hand into her jacket like she's going to grab some food stamps. And then as soon as he says no food stamps, she's like, no, Shelly, I, I need 20 bucks. I thought that was the cashier just being like, just not knowing how she's going to pay and just assuming she's going to grab food stamps. Well, we're both right because he does assume that that's how she's going to pay. And it just turns out that that is how she's going <laughs> to pay. So... Let's let's get to the the biker toughs, re, the the retarded tough guys in this movie. Oh, you mean uh, list off their names for me, Jonathan? Or yeah. no, how about Nathan? Oh, Nathan, do you know? Uh, Wolf, uh, Bones, and uh, Chimney. <laughs> you were actually kind of close on one of them. <laughs> yeah, did you? Do you know the names I already? Know, and you're I being know. a dick. I know one of them is named Fox. Yep, yeah. we've got... That's why I started with Wolf. Yep. But, um, yeah, the other ones I'm going to call Bones and Chimney. <laughs> yeah. Chimney, okay. is that racist? Which one's Chimney? <laughs> I'm going to call... Yeah, yep, nope, the black guy is Chimney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope, yep, yep. For sure. Yep, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> we're going to go with Chimney for the black guy. Although I don't understand how that's racist. I don't know. <laughs> why, is, why is Chimney a racist thing? I mean, if I... I don't know. Maybe that makes me racist. <laughs> I'm just yeah, picturing... Ex- explain, okay. explain to the 100 Lunatics audience why chimney uh, is racist. I'm just picturing like in an 1800s era British chimney sweep in full blackface after cleaning a chimney. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, that's, that's such a reach. That's such a I, no, reach. I'm sorry. That's what I had in my head. So Shelley throws his wallet. He throws like a girl, so it He's, hits the floor. Yeah, of course. He can't throw his little vinyl Velcro wallet. All it has is feet. a picture of him and his mom in it. Yeah. And 20 bucks. Him and mommy. And Fox steps on it. Fox comes in. She's here to torment with Vera. Man, Fox is a bad bitch, isn't she? She is a bad bitch. And Shelly uh. can't do shit because Loco and Ali are grabbing onto him. Yeah, like one on each arm threatening to break him like a wishbone. Mm-hmm. So he's probably pissing his pants. Vera puts up these, with it. These biker... Tufts yep. are terrible. No, they're, they're awesome. So, they're so weak. They just they must go around getting in pissing contests everywhere they go. Weak compared they, to who? They can't even successfully haze. 
you know, this Shelly kid who you guys have shat on for now. <laughs> he shits on, on himself. No, you, you've shat on him for like 40 minutes now that he's like the ultimate loser. And Vera is now this Mexican trying to buy food with food stamps. And you're telling me that these three biker toughs can't handle this situation? No, they can handle They're it. weak. They're weak. Or you've underestimated Shelly and Vera. <clears throat> you pick. You pick, Jonathan. <clears throat> what do you mean they're weak? They handle Shelly and Vera pretty well. Yeah, they treat them like little pieces of shit and make them say whatever they want, and then they leave oh, when they're bored. My favorite is that chain move that he does, that chimney does. <laughs> or he, or he, when he stops the car from getting away. Yeah, because yeah. 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 after no, everything's all move. said and done. But it's but it's like a dance move. I picture him in leotards with like jazz jazz shoes on. I was thinking like Street Fighter. No, he's straight out of the Michael Jackson bad video. <laughs> yep, yep, totally. I agree with you there. But uh, absolutely, he is. But when they walk out, they sh- you know Vera's pissed. She can't drive, so Shelly has to drive. Shelly is pissed. He didn't get his dollar fifty back from the twenty <laughs> that they paid for all the food with, and of course he backs the car over their bikes. I mean, is that is not, that a trope really. yet? That's got to be a trope. Not right? really. He just bumps into the bikes. He doesn't drive over them. Well, he, okay, well he knocks them down. Yeah, he knocks knocking them down a, a row of motorcycles. That's a that's a trope. I just didn't want the audience to think, you know, who haven't seen this masterpiece of cinema, to think that he drove a VW Thank you for saying over that. a over a, a motorcycle. Didn't happen. No, he backed into one and it knocked the other two over. Yeah, Uh-oh. that's correct. Whoops. And then you know, of course. Uh, uh, <laughs> Elise, <laughs> Ali comes out, you know, walking around with his chain like he always does. Yeah. Uh, Very handy chain. Stops the car, like Nate said, with his uh, pure intimidation. With, with his move. Yeah, he just kind of goes with like his yeah. dance move. He's like, watch out, And breaks. Or actually, he has like a really creepy exchange through the windshield with yeah. Shelly, where they just kind of stare at each other and like you think everything's okay. And he smiles at him. Yeah, Shelly's like, oh, thanks. Thanks, guy. Thanks for understanding. And then, boom, like, that glass should be in their eyes. Yeah, straight, straight in the eyes. Face cut up. Breaks the windshield, breaks the window. Uh, Shelly takes off, but then in a moment of heroics, heroism, 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 (laughs) heroism, turns the car back around. Fuck this. This is the day that I stand up for myself. That's right. I need to prove myself to Vera. With vehicular manslaughter. Straight into reverse, misses Ali. Yeah, or not even in reverse. He pulls a U. Oh, that's comes, right. He comes pulls back a U. head on. There's so much about this movie that pisses me off. This is the blocking thing. It's like people who were not really actors, just you know, doing what the directors told them to do, and there's no there's no buy-in from them. Like Shelley's not overcoming anything. You look at his face, and he's just you know. Making sure his blocking's right or he's looking the right way. He's like, he's don't not, actually hit him with the car. Don't actually hit him with the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? There's no... And that... And Chimney. Oh, buddy. You're a terrible actor. Terrible. <laughs> Later on in the barn, man. Later no, on in the barn. No, no, no. He's like looking up and no. laughing. I can't even do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um. <laughs> you guys are so terrible. <laughs> he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's like a half an hour away from now. Yeah. Stop what you're doing! Oh my god! You're ruining everything! The walkthrough means everything. I watch this movie a lot. I'm talking about every fucking second of this movie. <laughs> Daniel's getting his fucking money's worth, Nathan. Right, but we cut over to a hot Prego Debbie. Fuck yeah. 
Looks good in See, the blue bikini. This yes, shows you how much I paid attention. I had no idea she was pregnant. They mentioned it a couple <laughs> times. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Right? And Andy, here's one of your favorite 3D shots. Andy is above her, yo-yoing onto her face. Right. And he he totally hits her in the face with the yo-yo. And she goes, oh, that was close. But no. <laughs> no, Debbie, no Debbie's, the one, <laughs> Debbie's the one in the, in, in the bikini? Yes. Yeah. What is she? Three weeks pregnant? A week and a half. Like exactly. she pissed on the test on the way to pick up everybody to the. Oh my god! Yep. This yeah. This could have been literally a piss test before the road trip. Right. And you does know, that does that increase the? Wait a minute. And, no, and you hold guys on. aren't going to do that. And if that's right? the case, if this is like a piss test on the way to the cabin and all this stuff, Andy is taking this very recent pregnancy very well because he doesn't give a shit at all. Like, nice, like I got this. No anxiety whatsoever. He's, what, all of 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Couldn't give a that fuck. That means you can't get pregnant again. Let's fuck. A lot. He's like, I got yeah. this hand. I'm just going to do handstands in the circus. Yep. We'll travel around. We'll be fine. I'm going to do walking handstands and yo-yo tricks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make us some money. And he can juggle. Yes. Um, so are you going to count her death as two? Yeah, are we, really gonna do that? we were discussing that, but then we thought about uh, you saying you got to see a body. Yep. Yeah, no. And plus, I mean, I know it's all affirmative action down there in Texas, but uh, it's not a human being yet either. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't give no, a shit. I, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't give a shit. shit. I'll punch a pregnant woman in the stomach. I don't give a shit. It's a fetus. It's not a human being. Yeah, it's a kangaroo, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a chewed up piece of gum. It doesn't have self-awareness, right? Mm-mm. Or if it does, it doesn't deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick a needle in there. <laughs> All right. Let's get down to business. Ram a hanger. <laughs> Jerk it around. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. Terrible. It's terrible. Okay. Uh, Any woman that's been through an abortion is like disgusted with us and turning off this podcast right now yeah uh, first the, the racism and then the homophobia and then just the abortion jokes <laughs> oh man just stick a hanger up there make yourself an omelet it's a good time mm-hmm. jason jason is in the barn watching uh vera and shelly return from the store here's something that I, we haven't brought up yet he just ditched the bag huh yeah just he you know he was done with the bag fuck it you know once uh jenny and What's his face took off the bag at, at the mom's altar where they looked at his face and called him Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, you know what? They're right. They're right. The face isn't so bad. And, you know, hard to breathe in there. All that running. Mm-hmm. Just He has one of those moments in front of the mirror where he's just like looking at himself mm-hmm. intensely. And then he like flicks on an electric razor. And he <laughs> shaves off his like five straggly hairs. Uh-huh. And just looks at the bag and he's like, done with you. What was I thinking? I'm better than you. And um, But the real reason that they went and got rid of the bag was that because the elephant man that came out a couple years before, mm-hmm. in 1980, people were associating Baghead with Elephant Man, not Baghead with Jason. Right. So Jason, the Friday Jason 13th Part 2, at the time came across as much more of a comedy than it was supposed to be. So mm-hmm. they were like, we need to fuck that right now. Yeah. We need him to be scary and not... Elephant Man, but ultimately Friday the Thirteenth wins in the end because now when you go back and watch that, you don't you don't kids these days don't think is that the Elephant Man? Yeah, I I had actually never heard of the Elephant Man. <laughs> exactly. Like I knew it was a thing, but yeah. I, I I thought it's it was, already won. Yeah. See Jason staring from the barn, and then we what cut over to the bikers showing up to siphon gas. 
We're going to get him back. Come on, Chimney. Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh, okay, so, you know, to get him back for running over the bikes and all that stuff is just, we're going to siphon the gas and just strand the kids here. Mm-hmm. Well, no. It turns out they're looking to burn down the fucking barn. <laughs> That's right. Jesus Christ, guys. Like, he accidentally hit your bike, and now let's commit arson. Let's let's endanger your fucking lives and well, hopefully catch you in a fire. It probably would have been just siphoning the gas until Shelly turned the car around and came back. Then that, that equals burn the barn down. Well, that did it. Yeah. And then they arrived on scene, and they saw all the hay... Ah, there, there you go. Mm, Perfect kindling. That's that's flammable. Oh yeah. Now, did the bikers follow them to the cabin? Like, do they know that they're in this cabin? I guess so. Who cares? It's a, they don't have to justify it. It's a horror movie. Yeah. And no one's gonna siphon that gas, but Ali. Ali, yeah. I would think that the locals would would recognize a name and remember a name like Wiggins. Well, it's <laughs> it's very, you know. Oh, jeez. Like, Wiggins Well, is that uh, where Ron and Trixie live? <laughs> <laughs> so we, Ron and Trixie's it's, place. Oh, it's, it's, it's nearby Ron and Trixie's place. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it, it, so we've got Fox just going into the barn that they're going to burn down. Just dicking around in there. Just, oh, yeah. Just playing with shit. Just smearing her texture fetish on everything. Just everything. Just like doing little drum beats and shit. <laughs> just like, oh, can't he? What is this? Anything for more screen time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, this is where she dies, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Does uh, she die here? Well, so she's dicking around in the barn, and then she falls down for no reason. No reason whatsoever almost impales her face on a pitchfork. Mm-hmm, clumsy bitch. Just, that's a, that's a 3D gimmick. That's all that is. Ooh. The only purpose for that is the 3D play. To just fall down. You like a nice close no, up of the No, it's because the pitchfork is like pitchfork. looking up at her face and they can do Well, no, shit I get that. it, but I mean do you get she it? She just Jonathan? falls down. Do you really get it? All right, anyway. <laughs> so, you know what? It, she probably fell I'm down trying because to of those imply, I'm trying to tell you that yes, there is no purpose to her falling down other than I'm, I'm sorry, gimmick. Nate Daniel was saying something. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Daniel. I'm I'm listening. See, she probably fell down because of those two raccoon tails that are tied to her leg. Ah, uh, okay. Damn wardrobe. No one noticed those but me. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I thought you were being like a hardcore racist just now. What? No, she literally has two raccoon tails. T- Why is that racist? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Nate, where are you I'll going let, with this? I'll let you work it out in your mind. Anyway, so... <laughs> uh, right. Jason Voorhees in the barn. Yeah, she goes up to the top floor uh, to investigate the loft area. Yeah. We cut over to Loco. Who's got a full tank ready to go? Yep. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing?" She's swinging. She's having a good time. Yep. She's just swinging on the little rope. He's like, "Hey, stop fucking around." Ali's gonna be pissed, which means he's got to be the group leader. He's got to be the boss. Yeah. I mean, he kicked Loco off that siphoning hose real quick, right? And is that is Fox his girl then? Uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. Either way, he tells Fox to stop fucking around, and then he looks away and looks back, and she's gone. And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, what? Where the hell did she go?" Mm-hmm. He goes inside to investigate. Here's a bunch of shit. Some hay falls down from the loft. He climbs up. Holy fuck, he notices Fox has been stabbed through the throat to a beam with a pitchfork. Yeah, that's some serious fucking stabbing right there. Just hanging. Ugh. And you know that pitchfork is deep into that wood, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh. This pitchfork gets an awful lot of play. It does. This, 
you could well, make an argument between pitchforks and machetes up until probably the next couple of movies. Yeah, and now mm. now we have multiple pitchforks because what happens to Loco? Stabbed through the stomach with a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. 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 So just notices Fox stabbed through the throat with a pitchfork, and then bam, right in the stomach it goes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Crumbles oh. to the ground. I felt this was more like this death was designed around 3D as well. Oh, I'm sure it was. When he reaches around yeah. the whole, like, touch the tines well, that came through Daniel, his back. Daniel, you're the one that has seen this movie in 3D. You are our resident 3D feedback here. Yeah. I'm not hearing a lot of 3D, like, confirmations and stuff. Well, I mean, it's because they're obvious. All the 3D moments in this movie are obvious. The only ones that weren't were uh, the popcorn. No, that was pretty obvious. Oh, yeah, they have that one shot from above. Right. But, but it has a similar effect even when it's just from the side, which looks cooler because it's more subtle. Okay. At the beginning with all the laundry flapping, they, all the color contrast they chose in this movie for all the scenes was to help aid death perception for 3D. Uh-huh. So they put more thought into it than you think they did, but a lot of it just is it's crude. Those glasses are crude. Yeah. And after about 45 minutes, I was just like, come on. It's like holding your pee and you're driving <laughs> home. You're like, come on, I can get through this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's I'll, what i do throughout most of these movies <laughs> so ali goes into the barn what the fuck guys where the fuck is everybody he sees jason right and he grabs a machete yeah and he goes to chop jason and then jason just beats him to the ground with like a 1950s blackjack yeah it's like a billy club yeah some weird like thing a gangster would have like that's like a heavy sack yeah i don't know what that thing is and he does that like dead body flop Mm-hmm. So you, you know, he like beats him over the head with it, and his his body like jiggles because it's obviously dead, which is why when it shows up not to be dead later, hey. I call horseshit. We don't know that he's obviously. He beats him in the head for a while, but you don't see any like penetrating wounds or anything. No. Yeah, right. He does the dead body flop. You thought that means that means the body still has life in it. You thought it was dead. Admit it, both of you. Yeah, you everyone's he was dead. supposed to think he's dead. You know what? Create create a poll. For this podcast and say did you think chimney was dead you you asked <laughs> for think chimney is racist <laughs> that's that's what you will put on <laughs> you think chimney is a racist term when really it's not it's just no the it's, first word it's that came pretty fucking racist no it's not yeah to maybe an 18 1800s british person <laughs> and all of those people were were racist so uh that's so, fine so we've that's got fine rick and chris talking uh what out by the vw bug yeah they've they've gone to some place where they could sit and talk area yeah they and they did the dumbest thing which is leaving a volkswagen bug's lights on without the car on yeah as i had another one of those moments in this movie you know one of those moments like i had in the nightmare on elm street with with the blood on the couch Mm mm-hmm where it's just like, can I get, can can you please show me someone cleaning up the glass? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm with you on that one, actually. Yeah. Because they just, They're... you know, oh, it's okay that they shattered glass all over the fucking place? No. Glass turns into little itty bits. I've cleaned up glass before. You gotta get a fucking vacuum. You gotta get a little brush. You gotta get in there. They didn't You're have a dustbuster, so they just used their hand, wiped it down. Mm-mm. Shelly probably wiped the seat like he would like Cheetos crumbs. Yeah. And is like, that's good enough. I know, right? Here you go, Rick. You pay for it. Yep. It's this it wasn't our fault. bullshit that movies do where they just, let's break the window for effect and not give a shit about what the where the glass goes. Fuck you. 
You're doing Fucking a whole lot of nitpicking bullshit. for for Friday the 13th 3D here. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, you do a whole lot of justification and bullshit in other scenes. Don't forget assumptions. It's, no? it's be- Yeah, it's because in this scene, I've got like a hardcore case, you know. You, you can't refute it, so you just, you know, get petty. Well, suck it, buddy. Suck it. <laughs> okay. So Rick and Chris are sitting in the cold. Yep. No, don't dismiss me. You're I didn't d- like the way that conversation just ended. It, it's, no, it's over. It's over. Just let it go. You're just like, okay, okay. Are, are you finished? Okay. okay. Yeah, you're let's, done. You're done. Okay. Let's let, let's let's move on. Okay, okay, okay. They're having a little soap opera scene. Rick wants to know how to break through her frigid barriers. Um, and then we went back over to the cottage. Chuck and Chili are passed out. Vera and Debbie are watching Andy and Shelly have a juggling competition. Very exciting. More use of 3D. A little cl- and there's three dead people in the barn, right? Yes. Yes. Or yes. yes. That was, <laughs> I'm tired of fucking arguing. Yep. <laughs> and then, you know. Like, yes, wait. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, there's and three dead Deb- people. Debbie and Vera are bored out of their fucking minds watching these two guys juggle. And Debbie makes Andy lose by tickling him or talking about what his hands could be doing otherwise, and go up to their hammock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she pulls a Sandra. She's like, I know something you could be doing with your hands right now. Yep. Tell me something good. Mm. Yeah. And like, Let's go upstairs. And like any classic horror male character, he's like, oh, boobs! Yeah. And he just drops all of his balls. He's like, you win. Yep. Later, loser, I'm going to go have sex. <laughs> yep. So they're in the hammock. Debbie takes off her top and no nudity. Oh, so just, oh, so careful. She like keeps yeah. her forearm against her boob as she gets into bed. Uh huh. Oh. I don't understand what all the carefulness is because later in the shower you get to, you get to see some nudity of her ratings. So what's the point? I don't know. I don't know. After evaluating it, I don't think so. Just because it's it's more about violence. It's more about the amount of blood and the context in which violence is used. It really it rarely. I mean, if you're already getting an R rating, then fucking nude it up. Okay, anyway, Seriously. so we've established that we're on a, we're on a one boob per movie limit. That's kind of mm-hmm. our thing so far. So far. And so we've established that the stoners are passed out on the couch. We've got Shelly and Vera by themselves. We've got Andy and Debbie in the hammock fucking. And now we go back to Chris and Rick. And Chris starts explaining all of her trauma and, and the reasons behind it. In the dark, in the middle of the woods, yep. with a broken down VW. Perfect place for it. Hmm, I agree. Oh, but yeah, but we forget about, let's not forget about Shelly's little scene with Vera. No, 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 we've already established he... that uh, that they're outside uh, talking about uh, the Wiggins history. No, I mean where Shelly blows his nerd load all over Vera. Oh, was that right here? After the other two go upstairs, he's like, hey. Oh, oh. Right. He, makes his, he makes his move and then calls her a fucking bitch. Oh, how exactly. could I forget? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. And then Vera goes for a walk. Shelly thinks about shooting up his high school. Yep. Jason looms. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because Vera isn't immediately on her knees blowing Shelly. She's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I like you. Let's fuck. No, I don't really want to. I'm going to go take a walk. You want to come outside and talk? Mm -hmm. Bitch. So, what the fuck? Get to know each other a little bit. (laughs) I'm I'm a little bit confused here. So, Shelly is dead. What? No. At this point. Or he's he's dying at this point. No. Because we're just talking about the Jason has taken the mask from him. No, no, no. no. That's, That's way later. 
Yeah. Is that way later? Way later. Yeah, no. Now we're going way back later. over to Chris explaining finally Fuck. what her Fuck fucking no. story is. Are you telling me that Debbie and Andy get it before Vera does? No. Dude, we're... No, we're they don't. No one's dead up. yet. No one's dead yet. Right. Oh, sorry. I'm moving too fast. Yeah, they're just fucking in the hammock right now. Yeah, here, they're just... Sorry. Let's let's establish every last little little tidbit here. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, Chris is finally telling us her story, right? She finally lets us know what the fuck happened. It was two years ago. She was out with Rick. Rick dropped her off back at this cottage late one night. She goes inside. Her parents are pissed. Her mom slaps her in the face. This has never happened before. Mm, first time. First time that her mom's ever hit her. First time. Mm-hmm. We all understand that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris, to show her parents, you know... You're not going to fucking hit me. I'll show you. I'll go out in the woods and get myself killed. <laughs> she runs off in the woods, passes out underneath a tree. Well, no, she doesn't know she's going to go get killed because if all this stuff happened two years ago, then this was a year before exactly. the she Crystal Lake Massacre. Right. I just assumed that just going into the woods just equals death. Oh. All right. Well, no, Camp Crystal Lake at this point was <laughs> like a few people killed in the 50s in the no big deal, right? Well, I don't want to go in the green belt behind my house after dark. Oh, well. I don't want to... I don't want to get raped by Jason. <laughs> but she passed out under a tree. She wakes up to Jason's footsteps. He's just trekking through the woods. Yeah, just not really looking for anything. He he's hasn't quite hit his murderous stage yet. Right. And we see Jason at that time two years ago without the sack. No sack, no hair. No hair. So between that point two years ago and this point two days ago, he needed to put a sack on his head. Very, very short-lived, that sack. Very short-lived. Um, I, I guess he just... Oh, oh yeah, this, this part's kind of dark because she wrestles around on the ground with Jason for mm-hmm. a while. And then she just says that she blacks out and wakes up in her bed at home. And that her parents refuse to talk about what happened. That's really dark. That, that means re- that they found her, like, spread eagle tied to four bedposts and just fucking raped. <laughs> It like, does not mean that. Like she blacked out. Jason Voorhees put little baby Jason Voorhees repeatedly into her. No. While still blacked out, they gave her the coat hanger treatment. There is no and, indication of this whatsoever. She's going to come Scram- back. Scramble the fetus. She's come back you at 36. trying to create some stupid shit here. You're, no, I'm not. I'm not no, she's going to have a conversation with her parents like, why can't I get pregnant? And then they're going to turn no. ghost pale. <laughs> horse crap like a horse crap all over the place on this i'll tell you what really happened okay (laughs) this is the genesis of jason's taste for blood okay he senses her fear he chases her down she knocks herself out against a tree and he has a choice to make He can let her live, or he can kill her. He chooses to let her live, and he becomes obsessed with his decision. And it turns into homicidal mania, which eventually leads to the deaths in Camp Crystal Lake and Camp Pinakawaka. I agree. (laughs) The brutal rape was not enough for him. He He needed more. He didn't know what to do. His mom never taught him anything about sex. He He doesn't know what that thing does. He probably lopped it off with a machete a while ago. So if this is the origin for his taste for blood, then why the fuck was he walking around the woods with a knife and trying to kill her? 
He was killing rabbits. There's obviously a rabbit infestation here. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He could have been hunting for food. Um, headlights and the bug go out. Chris is freaked out. Rick can't restart the car, so they're going to have to walk back to the cottage. But it's okay. He knows a shortcut. Exactly. Chuck wakes up. Chili's still passed out on the couch. Chuck wakes up. He's got to take a dump. Mm-hmm. He's got to smoke a joint while he's taking a dump. Of course. He goes outside, thinks he might have seen Shelly, doesn't really investigate too much, hops in the outhouse, and then this is some good shit. And the outhouse starts shaking in the middle of the shit. And again, no wiping. What the <laughs> fuck is up with these people? <laughs> these are some dirty motherfuckers in Hope, New Jersey. Just taking shits, no wiping. I understand the no flush in this in this case, but god damn it, people. He hops out of the outhouse. There's no one around. No one's shaking. He thinks he sees someone go into the barn. Yep. Chili pops out of nowhere, freaks him out. And then she thinks that Shelly's also in the barn. So she wants to take Chuck and go try and scare Shelly. Right. Give, Give him, him a taste of, exactly. taste of his own medicine, right? They go into the barn. She grabs an axe. She has a little hi 3D scene mm-hmm. where she jumps in. No one's there. No one's there. Uh-huh. And then she treats Chuck like her little bitch. Yeah. She like puts her arm around him like a dude. And she's like, don't worry. I'll take care of you, you scary little bitch. Yeah. Who's Chuck? Chuck is uh, Tommy Chong. Yeah. Oh, right. Tommy. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. No name for chili? You like chili? I like chili. <laughs> and now, Nathan, now, here we go. Vera's sitting on the dock. Her foot's dangling in the water. Mm-hmm. And Jason has somehow found a spear gun? Uh, that's later. Yeah, it's oh. Shelly pops out of the water. Or... Oh, right, with the mask. And then he goes up, goes around behind. He has the harpoon as well. Harpoon and full wetsuit. So my understanding is Shelly is underwater, full wetsuit, harpoon. Oh, so Jason gets the harpoon from Shelly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and so Shelly is swimming in the lake with this harpoon and a hockey it's mask a good on his thing face. That we, it's a good thing that we do these walkthroughs. Because <laughs> I get filled in on so much stuff. <laughs> totally. I, I miss it totally. So that's good. That's your uh, quote on our website. It doesn't well, just help no, you. Sit, it helps me. Yeah. I sit there and I think of, you know, things to attack you guys with. And like in this situation, I'm like, where the fuck does he get the spear gun? Does he pull it out of his ass? And you're like, well, no. Shelly pops out of the water with it and then he gets it from him, obviously, right after that. So it makes perfect sense and you're an idiot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the debut of the hockey mask. <laughs> Very important. Why the fuck Shelly was wearing a hockey mask underwater, I have no idea. No, he had to go further down the shore, get all the way underwater, swim up to where she was, and then grab her foot. That's a lot of work for a prank. Yeah. And gross, like, grimy swamp water in the middle of the... But, man, we can tell with all these little pranks and everything, he is dedicated. He's Mm going to pull this thing off, right? It's all he has. Yeah. Uh, Because he tells Vera that he's nothing, right? And... What my yeah, fi- I, I just wrote blah blah. I'm such a loser. Yeah, no, my, <laughs> no. I, my at this at this point the the pranks have just gotten to the point where it's so divisive. I was just I was like, hurry up and kill this piece of shit. No, my one of my favorite Shelley quotes was right here, where he's you know explaining to Vera blah blah blah. I'm a piece of shit and whatever. And Vera and Shelley says being a jerk is better than being nothing. Yeah, oh, it's deep. It is deep. This guy, name, this guy, if he, Vera. if Jason Voorhees does not kill this guy tonight, this guy is going on a homicidal rampage, yes. all his own. Yes. This shit is real. All right. <laughs> all the warning signs are there. Red flags at every fucking turn. This guy will be worse than Jason because he's actually seen the outside world. 
and he knows what it can do to you. Mm-hmm. And he's coming back with a vengeance. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jason is a hero in this movie. <laughs> he saved so many lives. He may have killed 12, but he saved 13. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're at a, a net one. Also, didn't know they made wetsuits and fat. Yeah, that's that's a stretchy fucking wetsuit. You know, you guys are mean. <laughs> <laughs> you just hoped that he was going to die soon. You're just picking on Shelly, huh? Well, yeah, no, I think he should die. <laughs> because these pranks are getting to be a little irritating. But I'm not going to give the guy a hard time about his wetsuit. Come on. Mm-hmm. Hey, chubby, nice wetsuit. <laughs> But Vera goes back to sitting on the dock. Shelly goes to investigate something in the barn. Yeah. Always investigating something in the barn. Holy shit. Yeah. That is like the wake-up scenes in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. There's checking the barn in this movie. Yeah. With, Everyone with, goes with back the, to the goddamn barn. Would the three dead bodies in the barn not be smelling by now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they probably... Yeah. I don't know. It is cold out there. Yeah, that's true. They did film in January, February. We get it. That's why I said it was cold out there. It, it was supposed to be representative of the summertime though so shelly's in the barn full wetsuit hard you just totally mask. glanced over that i did it's supposed to you're be welcome. the summertime it's supposed to be warm outside you're welcome fact, listeners. i think later on when she jumps out of the window when wiggins falls hey. out, of the, out of the window with what? the ripped jacket what the fuck is happening here <laughs> when she no when no, she falls out god of the, damn it when, when jason's like grabbing her jacket later out of the window and like you know it's ripping and tearing and then she falls you know down to the ground i could have swore i saw a few snowflakes fly look Ooh. sorry sorry back to your baby steps go ahead no i i just really got a kick out of the idea of, of vera and her food stamp sitting on the vera dock. can you say her name vera 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 and her food stamp sitting on there the dock go. just jesus christ go rummaging through shelly's wallet yeah crazy american yeah slang language <laughs> accents Sorry, she's um, <laughs> she's 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 rummaging through um, Shelly's wallet. She's looking for money, of course. And then she drops the fucking thing in the water. She tosses it in, like <laughs> she's like, "Oh, no money, yeah, fuck this." The loser. Oh wait, I have to give it back to him. Oh, it's because she felt some affection for him, and she was like, "Ugh, ugh, ugh," and then she like tossed it. <laughs> and she wades out into the water, and then finally, after all this time. We get our first, like, full shot of Jason in his commonly known today... Oh, full glory. Just uh, straight hockey mask. Though I did not expect Jason's first kill on a hockey mask to be with the harpoon. It's a harpoon. Right in the eye. Right through the eye, man. He is a fucking sniper with that harpoon. That was from, like, what, 200 yards away? This is... This this death was cut. To a certain degree, something was cut from this scene. What else happened? To save the X rating. Uh, I don't know. It says Vera's death for too much gore and looking too real. So I imagine they may have, like, kept the camera on it for longer. Because they really do cut away. You got to admit, after all that work with that makeup, putting the arrow through her head, they cut away pretty fast. Maybe it also came out like the back of her head or something? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There was more there. There was more. There's more footage there that they cut. I mean, that would have been a great scene for 3D. Yeah. You know, but, like if, if they filmed it a different way and just showed you like the back of Vera's head and then like had the harpoon spear go through the head, like that could have been a cool pop out. Yeah. If it was censored, it didn't feel as censored as that scene from part two. 
where it's like we're just not going to show you anything. No, the, right. the, the censorship that that's what gets me about the these deaths is that the censorship you don't really think about it that much, but after I bring up each censorship, you're going to be like, yeah, okay, they probably did cut something, you know. How bored is everyone right now? <laughs> Uh, well, we're, we're about to perk everybody up because Debbie goes into the shower. That's right. Mm. Great segue, Jono. Do you like that? Tits. Can I can I call you Jono? No. <laughs> and so we've got Debbie in the shower, and she's pretty damn hot for a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you. Oh, yeah. she got nice breasts. Yep. Uh, Andy lets us know that he's great at walking on his hands. Again. Comes in to offer his pregnant wife a beer. Man, he is so good at this pregnancy thing. And they work the psycho angle on this shit over and over again. What psycho angle? The, the movie the, Psycho the, in the shower. Oh, oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. In, in the up. shower, the troped up anxiety and the yeah. opening of the curtain and nothing there. The opening of the curtain and he's there with a the beard. Yep, they do it a couple of times. Yeah, yep. they do it. They do it to times. death. They just milk the shit out of this trope. The fucking shit out of this scene. Mm-hmm. But Ugh, when Andy so exhausted, <laughs> Andy's still practicing walking on his hands. Walks down the hallway. He's gonna go get a beer for his pregnant girlfriend, and then Jason steps out. And while Andy's on his hands, so his legs are just like split like a V, genitals completely exposed. Jason brings down the machete on his genitals so fucking hard. Oh, just his crumples. His body just crumples to the ground. And this was the first death mentioned in the censorship that stopped it from getting an X rating. Andy's death originally showed his leg being cut off and his stomach being ripped open. Ah. Oh. So the, the actual kill scene was completely removed. Which makes sense, right? Because how does, how does his body become that fucking mangled? So doesn't it make sense that his death scene is cut out of the movie? No, because when... Yes, it does make perfect sense. I don't want to hear any no's and any arguments. It makes no, perfect I know. fucking I, sense. When, How did the body become that mangled? I don't, well, well, it probably got ripped open by Jason. No, Where's it, that scene? You, oh, it's not there. It no, 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 rating no, no. issue. No, they, they didn't keep the body that they used for the other effect. They made the, the wound matches what he did. He comes down on his genitals and strikes downward. And when you see his body crammed up in the rafters, he's just filleted open. His, yeah, his legs are split open from the genitals up. Like it's, it matches. Oh, it makes perfect sense. You're so right, Daniel. How did I miss that? Because it wasn't in the fucking movie. That's how I missed it. It was in the movie. It was cut out of the it, movie. No. He chops down on his genitals. Yeah, but they don't show you anything. No, yeah, I mean, it's well, the machete yeah. chopping yeah, you down. You just see the crumpled body, yeah. And then you see the body. Uh, well, so we've got Debbie coming out of the shower. Yeah, takes she... two seconds to towel herself off, and she's instantly we just, we dry. We just glance over the fact that I'm right. Well, you're not right. Haven't you noticed a pattern? Like, don't you get it now? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You're like, I'm right, I'm right. And there's nothing to back you up. And all of us are, like, tired of trying to explain how you're not right. So we just move on. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And so Debbie's now in in the hammock just reading. And she's reading her Fangoria magazine that she finds. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Complete homage to the first movie, right? Yeah. This is, like, verbatim what happens. Yep. Blood drips onto her forehead, looks up, sees body in the rafters. Jason's hand comes out from under the hammock. Yep. Sneaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She didn't notice big fucking Jason under the see-through hammock. And, yeah, mach- uh, I have it as a machete, but it, it's revealed later to be a, a, a knife. Yeah, so I guess a knife. So a knife goes 
through her back and out her chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All How right. does he get under there? Good question. He's that's a fair question. He's a fucking mystery, man. He's he's sneaky. Jason Voorhees is a goddamn ninja. Just rolling around through the house. I mean, he's super quiet. No one can see him ever. And this 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 character's name is Debbie, is that right? Debbie, yeah. yes. And she's pregnant. Okay. Debbie's death scene was also cut, which originally showed blood running down her chest and splattering on her face. It's too much. They don't like that splatter. No. They don't like to see stuff shooting blood. out of the body. They don't like ejaculant. Yeah, they don't like blood spurt. Which means the blood spewed out of the knife hole onto her face and dripped down her chest. Yeah. But they were okay we, with it. And we we don't get to see that because of censorship. How do you guys feel about this? I'm pissed because we saw it in the first one. Blood spurts out of the out of Kevin Bacon's wound and it gets in his mouth. It makes him like flinch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now we have Chuck making popcorn. Wasting yeah. popcorn. Wasting popcorn. Like yeah. Trying to catch it in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, and the lights go out. Yeah, I love how characters in movies are so they're so free about leaving shit all over the floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just oh, don't give a shit. I'm going to throw popcorn up and not care how much of it falls on the floor because someone will clean it up. It won't be me. Yeah, fuck it. It's, it's Chris's cabin. furious. Yeah, it's Nathan's biggest gripe with all horror movies is that everyone's just so messy. <laughs> yeah. No well, one wipes their ass. It's an issue in all movies. They just flamboyantly throw shit around. Yeah. Like somebody's not going to have to clean it up later and it's not going to be them. They're so ignorant. Yep. Use everything in the kitchen to make one meal. Yep. Yep. And so we have the lights go out for some reason because it seems like in Hope, New Jersey, if you're out by the lake, man, all that electricity is just shot. It's nothing. It's like it's two or three like ragged wires. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not done. It's like in the show is where they come home and it's like they decided to bake cookies or something and there's fucking pots and pans and bullshit like all over the counter and things are covered in flour and sugar and blah blah mm-hmm. blah and they're like oh you guys <laughs> you made such a mess no it's not fucking funny somebody's <laughs> gonna clean that shit up like oh did you spill 12 eggs <laughs> yeah like the next person that walked in there let's say jason wasn't murdering people okay the next person that walked in there would be like who the fuck put popcorn all over the fucking floor <laughs> Oh, would new... you quit smoking up and get over here and grab a fucking broom, you useless piece of shit? God damn it, you kids. I cut my hand on all the glass you left in the fucking car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. First, that first was... I've got now all my... glass splinters now in my... my ass. I don't even... I can't even wipe my ass without it hurting, so I'm just not going to wipe my ass. Now, now all the glass shards in my hand are getting stung by all the fucking salt on the popcorn. <laughs> I just gave you a viable reason for him not to wipe his ass after taking a shit. And you missed it. No, I, missed I got it. it. It just wasn't you good. You got enough. it? Okay, well. Quit making me have to hand you shit. Give me a little bit of validation, will you? <laughs> uh, so the lights go out. Chili, of course, sends... <laughs> Chili, of course, sends Chuck, the guy who's scared of the dark, to face his deepest, darkest fears and go check on the fuse box. Yeah, check the fuse, bitch. Yeah. She's so mean. Silly bitch. Don't bother putting on shoes either. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's so gross it's down so there. It's so fucking disgusting. And, of course, he's barefoot. You know there's black mold all yeah, over that basement. Black mold. It's so gross down there, he sees a dead skunk just covered in spider webs. <laughs> yeah. And it's not a good idea to throw on some fucking shoes. So he's down there looking around for the fuse box. Upstairs, Shelly bursts in the, into the kitchen with his throat all slit open. All slit open. But, just like Nathan was saying earlier, he has cried wolf too many times. He's playing another prank. Mm. Damn it, Shelly. Yeah. Ah. And she gives it not. She doesn't even bother to close yeah, the door give a shit. or anything. She's just like, God, Shelly. Yeah. Why are you so fat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just. Why do these Why do these movies come across like parodies of themselves? It's terrible. 
Because I, I can just picture people in 1982 going, oh, you know, chuckling <laughs> a little bit at how he's, you know, not trusted enough. Oh, and, I didn't see that coming. Yep. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. It's something that scary movie two or three or something probably has a scene and it's like a pure joke. Oh. Everybody laughs at. Yeah. Back then it was just a part of the movie. Mm-hmm. So you've got Chili just not giving a shit about... Shelly's blood being spilled all over the floor because fuck it, there's popcorn there anyway. Mm-hmm. Soak it up. And then you've got Chuck meeting Jason in the in the basement. In the basement, it's a cool scene. He flicks the lights on. Jason's just standing just there, there, huge and scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I will totally give this scene credit. His uh, picture. I like that part of horror movies where the picturesque image of the mass murderer is like sitting there with light behind him. That's that's perfect. That's how that's how you should use them. That's um, so much more satisfying than minute. seeing like this movie did something right. Well, yeah, Whoa. but but that scene so much more satisfying than seeing like the camera behind his left leg. Oh yeah, or something. Mm. Yeah, no more Absolutely. limb cams. Yeah, yeah, no more of that crap. No, yeah, they started to get it. You know, you can see them start to get it. It's like yes. we're, we're kind of done with the sway cam. You know, that's kind of played out. Yeah, so picturesque shot of Jason. Bum, bum, bum. He's big. He's got his mask on, his gray flags, his green shirt. And grabs Chuck's, Camp. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. grabs Chuck's throat, throws him into the fuse box. He gets electrocuted. I guess that's what happens. Yeah. Do you get- I mean, oh, I love this part. I want to go all out with this one. I mean, because, if you back because it into shows him, box. like, put his hand on there, right? Yep. And then take his hand off and put his hand on and just, you know, get electrocuted by his hand. And then they cut to Chili. With the lights flickering on and off, mm-hmm. on and off, yep, on and off. His hand is completing off. the circuit with his on bare and foot in the water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on and off, on and off. It just doesn't stop, which means Jason probably walked up behind him, grabbed his head, and just pushed his head into the <laughs> electrical box and just sat there. Dude, Jason's having really, fun with this. really made sure, you know? Just really I'm just the whole time sitting there. there picturing chong's or tommy's uh head just lo- lodged inside the electrical box with jason's big big hand just gripping his skull and pushing it in <laughs> pushing it in <laughs> anyway so chili realizes that you know maybe he's not faking and starts freaking the fuck out starts running around the house looking for andy and debbie mm-hmm. runs upstairs freaks the fuck out again jason's in the in the cabin now he grabbed a poker from the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chili comes bounding down the stairs. The door blows open from the wind. Yeah. Distracts her for a second, and then boom, Jason. Just right through the stomach. Shoves that hot, hot poker, poker right through her. Wait, why and... Why did the tornadic winds just start? Like, what the fuck happened? Just all of a sudden, a tornado is blowing through. It's Jason. He brings the bad weather with him. Yeah, Jonathan. And bad water. A storm has been brewing. A storm has been brewing. Yeah, a windstorm. Nice. Just out of fucking nowhere. I'm on fire. I'm on fire tonight. You can't stop me right now. Good. This is the Canadian on fire. This is what it looks like, everybody. (laughs) This is as good as it gets for for Nathan Carver. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 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 Hey, guess what? This this death scene was cut as well. Chili's impalement was cut because of a shot showing steaming blood hitting the floor. Oh, but that would have been good. There's still steam that came up. There's steam. Yeah. Yeah. No, this one got cut just a little bit. That's weird that they have such a issue. I would say this one got shaved. Got shaved. Blood splattering. uh, Whatever. Steaming blood hitting the floor. What does that have to do? Like, why does that matter? I don't know. I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. 
<clears throat> Damn rotating door at the MPAA. Mm-hmm. And then Jason carries her away. Yeah. You don't see Jason grabbing the body very often, do you? Not really. They just end up different places. Yeah, exactly. Usually in trees. Yeah. Which we'll see later. Um, we cut over to Rick and Chris. They're coming back. They finally made it back to the that cottage. That shortcut was a hell of a fucking shortcut, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. They're boom. I, I think this is where the fellatio in the woods happens that, that Nate was referencing earlier. <laughs> I, I think this is where their fuck scene happened. Because <laughs> from what it seems like, they've taken for fucking ever to get back to the cabin. Mm-hmm. So, they, but they they bust back in the cottage. Shit's weird. The chairs against the door. Food is 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 uh burning Everywhere. on the on the stove. You think they're smelling the burnt flesh of, of uh chili chili. That's but, ironic, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> nice. But then it's just, it's just a food. And then Chris is like, or not Chris. Rick is like, I'm gonna go investigate and find out what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. And Chris says, Wait a second, I'll come with you. He just takes the fuck off. Yeah, dude. In two seconds, Rick is outside. Like, 200 yards away from her. He is a fucking Olympic sprinter. Nothing. He gets the fuck out of Dodge. He's like, I don't need some woman (laughs) tagging along attracting bears, okay? (laughs) So, he goes outside, immediately abducted by Jason. Immediately. (laughs) Oh, man. But how does Jason keep him so quiet? I was thinking, maybe he's got his hand over his nose, too. Can he make any sound at all if you have no... Yeah. I've I've got a better question. I've got a better. I've got a better question here. Okay. Okay. Why does it matter? Why do you have to keep him quiet? That's a good point. You're oh. murdering everyone. That's your goal. Well, he wants so to sneak up on her. I guess you're down to the last two. Really, the cat's out of the bag. So not not for them. They don't know. Yeah. Whatever. You can make whatever case you want to here. There's no purpose for him to stay quiet in fear that she may find Maybe. out that he's there. Maybe he is making noise, but she can't hear him because of the wind. Ah, it's so windy. What is, what is the true purpose of the scene? There's no purpose for this scene other than to do the squeeze of the head, right? Like that's it's 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 and, a and the boyoing. It's, it's a scary cinematic moment. She's like, "Where are you? Where are you?" And he's right there around the corner, but she can't hear him, can't see him, and he's like, "Struggling oh, the anxiety. for his life." Oh, it's building. Exactly. What are you gonna do? That's right. Rick's so strong. He was the pillar. He was gonna help her. He was until he's, his head he's gets even crushed. bigger than chimney. Yeah, he's even bigger than chimney. He is. But Jason is much stronger than them both. Pops that eye right out of there. Right out. Damn. It's like popping a zit. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Drops his carcass to the ground. Uh, now Chris goes upstairs. Yeah, there's water because there's there's water dripping. She's there's like, water. what the fuck, guys? Can you kind of can you take care of the cottage? Just like popcorn on the floor. Yes, she's bringing us. She's she's acting like a real Nathan right here. She Don't is. Don't start with me. Acting like a real Nathaniel. Yeah, unbelievable. Ugh. And you know what? She 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 sees the shower overflowing with bloody water. Yep. Like she opens it up, is blood and clothes, and she don't even like she doesn't freak out like I would think someone in that situation would. It takes her a little while. She kind of slow builds because she like gets out of the house. She starts yelling for Rick. Yeah. What did? Wait a minute. What did she discover by picking up the clothes out of the water? She's like, "What the fuck is there? So much bloody no, clothes." It's obvious that the water is bloody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we've it's already talked about that. It's obvious that the clothes are bloody. So what do you need to grab the bloody part of the shirt for and bring it up out of the water? <laughs> okay, I see. Investigate it. <laughs> I get it. Gotta and she walked in there because there's water all over the fucking place, but I don't see her moving over to the faucet. Oh, yeah. Turn the fucking water off. 
Oh, she got That's distracted. Were, She's like, oh, who well. spilled all this wine? Yeah, yeah. No, I get that there's a curveball there. But still, you know, you, you look at it like, oh, wow, fuck. You still have to turn the water off. That's still... That's they don't the, show her turn the water off. No, nope. And there's water all over the place. Turn the fucking <laughs> tap off. Oh God. Right. <laughs> look, she runs look, outside. She she's she's more interested in the blood and fucking bloody clothes in the tub than the fucking water bill. All right. She'll get to it later. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I don't think you have a lot of experience with what water does when it leaks all over the place. She doesn't care about the fucking cabin anymore. They don't give a shit. Have you seen that basement? Yeah. They obviously don't give a shit. There are way too many animal parts covered in cobwebs. <laughs> yeah. Water finds a way, man. Water goes down, oh. causes problems. But she's outside. Rick, Rick, help me, help me. Where are you? And then Loco. Loco's body falls out of the tree. Voorhees love putting bodies into trees. I mean, yep. is, that, is that a homage to the first one or just a lack of creativity again? I think it's I'll just something Jason to likes to do. I think it's just something the Voorhees family does. It's like Christmas. You know, he's just stringing them up Except there. Except it's it's believable that Jason could could put a body up in a tree. It's not believable that his mother could put a body. His in mother taught him how to do it. Don't you talk <laughs> about his mother? We well, don't know that Jason used, wasn't a helper. His mother used a pulley system. He doesn't need that. He's too strong. He's got too much upper body strength. He doesn't need the pulley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course she runs back to the cabin. I can tell sometimes when you respond to me. <laughs> you, when, when Jonathan moves on with the walkthrough, he just... I, I don't I don't try to hide it. <laughs> I know. You just you listen to what I say, you're just like, ugh, okay. What's next? Ugh, ugh. Hey, this little noise. That's right. We got a nice little battle to the end here. Because this is... Disgusting. This is where disgusting. all this shit goes bonkers. Dude, all the doors and windows just keep flying flying the fuck open. Oh, yeah. Can't, yeah, can't keep a window <laughs> shut to save her life. No. And as soon as she does... It, that was totally ridiculous. But as soon as she does get everything just tied down <laughs> and closed, Rick's fucking scene. body just scene. flies through yeah. the fucking window. It's like she Rick, finally got them all Rick, closed. Rick, uh, uh, close, uh, lock, uh, Rick, Rick. And here comes Rick. Rick. Close, oh, close another window. Uh, it's, that's totally like a scary movie scene right yeah, there. Uh, keep, uh, like, as soon as she closes one, another one. Uh, uh, you could see, you could see a parody comedy about a horror movie, like, you, you could see them just having a scene where all she does is close like windows and doors and doesn't stop closing. Them. That was this scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. But hilariously, Rick's body is thrown through the window right oh. when she screams, "Rick, help me!" Here's Rick. Another, another homage yep. to the first movie. That's right. Alice watches. Except once again, it is much more realistic for Jason to th- to hurl a body through a window than it is for his mother to hurl a body through a window. Yes, and I actually went and back clear the sill. I went back and looked at that scene for Friday the Thirteenth Part One. Uh, Brenda does not clear the sill. She uh, <laughs> it looks like she's her ass is placed on the window sill first, and then she's just kind of pushed through the window. Oh, so she like propped her up and hooked <laughs> her through. Then she doesn't have the. Uh, she didn't have the ability to break the glass. No, but Rick, Rick comes flying the fuck in. Yeah. And then another great shot of Jason. She comes, no, she comes flying through that one in the first movie with force. It, fuck you. It looks that way. Go back and look at it. Whatever. But Rick comes through I'm not through watching force. that movie again. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> so then I win. Then um, <laughs> another great shot of Jason coming into the window. He looks huge. Yeah. He looks like he's he too big massive. to fit in the house. Yeah. yeah. Crawls in, machete in hand. Uh, uh, he enters with an axe. Oh, axe. Can I just cut in here? Can I just... <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm going to turn into Shelly and kill you. Okay. 
That sounds good. <laughs> Kill me with your shame. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. Chris, you know, she, she runs upstairs. She dumps the bookshelf onto Jason. He takes a bunch of books to the head. Oh, I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> she runs down the hallway, locks herself in the Words. closet. <laughs> um, uh, that's where uh, Debbie's body is. In the closet. It falls out as she yep. separates the clothes. Now the wound is in her neck and not in her chest anymore. Uh-huh. Oh, she screams because of, because of Debbie's body. Right. Jason's like, oh, I fucking know where you are now. Yep. Comes, axes down the door. All that she can do is pull, like, pull the knife. She pulls the machete that turns into a knife. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just squishy out of her back. Stabs Jason in his hand. Mm-hmm. He makes a noise for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, he makes, like, an audible... Um, that's gross too. When she pulls the machete out of, of the back, that's gross. It I'm is. Surprised they weren't forced to kick that, yeah, cut that out. Yeah, I would have found that much. I find that much more disturbing. That kind of like wet yep. suction pull out than a steaming blood drop. Mm-hmm. But uh, she comes out swinging. She is like oh, yeah. freaking out. She's like, "Fuck this!" She's just swinging the knife wildly. He's doing a backwards windmill stumble, mm-hmm. and uh, right to the knee, right to the fucking knee. That's purely driven by 3D motives, and it's totally unbelievable, and it messes with the strength of Jason. Jason backing up? Backing up. He doesn't back up. That motherfucker advances. She's a wild woman with a knife, man. Whatever. She's swinging it. She's flailing it. She doesn't know how to fucking use that shit. And he's, what, dodging her? Left, right, left, right, left, right, backing up? Well, he he could have taken a quote-unquote fatal stab to the face. Instead, he took a reasonable stab to the leg. Yeah, I say he's playing it smart. No, no, it's a chess game. In any other in any other homicidal situation regarding Jason, for the rest of this series, I'm going to make a point of pointing out when he stops people's hands, when he reaches out and just stops their hand from advancing with a weapon. Okay, well, maybe this is where he learned that lesson. Yeah, never again, bitch. Don't you fucking twist it. I'm just saying he learns. It's obvious that this is for 3D purposes. I'm saying in, if it, if the movie wasn't 3D, this wouldn't scene wouldn't have happened. He would have just stopped her yeah, hand. No, 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 Nathan, Taking you the are... Taking the knife from her, and then she would have, like, got away from him and flailed and then got out of the window. You're absolutely right. Jason is smarter than we're giving him credit for. He is learning from his mistakes. He does. You're he right. He absolutely no, learns. No, I can see you already doing it. You're, tr- you're, you're riding the John O train. You're setting up the conversion of this into a learning seminar for Jason, and I don't like it. I think it's bullshit. She falls out of the window. <laughs> you just ignore my point and move on. <laughs> Every time. And instead of doing the smart thing of running away, she runs back to the cabin. She does a lot. She grabs a log. He comes outside. Where the fuck is she? She nails him in the back of the head with the log, and he just fucking falls, falls into the fence. the fence. The rail. Yeah. Um. And now she decides, okay, I'm going to make my getaway. Now. After, exactly. after one more blow to the head to Jason. She just was like, okay, there's a van right there. I should probably play this smart and get away. Mm-hmm. Right? But to be fair, whenever you take your eyes off of Jason, then he seems to be able to appear from anywhere. Right. But she like kept an eye on him, like watched him walk down the stairs, all the boring parts of being a killer. Uh-huh. So she gets in the van, fumbles for the keys, of course. Oh, car does start, though, on the first turn. Yep, she takes off immediately stranded on the bridge because there's no gas. Yep, and she didn't. I think check they're just the fucking tank. with you there, though. They're just like, yeah, the car, the car starts right away, but they're like, oh, <laughs> gotcha. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it runs out of gas. Right. Like, no trope. Oh, oh, oh. trope. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. 
And I also want to say that when he when he walks down the stairs, when she sees him walking down the stairs, when she grabs her log, he's he's handling that knife to the kneecap really well. I gotta say. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Well, I mean, yeah. two days ago he had a machete buried in his shoulders, so we already yeah we already right. discussed his Wolverine right. healing abilities. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was, I was joking. <laughs> no, the, you were actually quite accurate. Okay. Uh, Jason grabs her. She rolls up the window. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. All it takes for this super strong man who throws bodies 15 feet through a window. <laughs> you just have to roll up a car window, and his grasp is just let go. <laughs> so she runs out of the van, and where does she go? Into the fucking barn. Back to the barn. Of course. Every, that is like the vortex of this movie is that barn. That barn has got to stink if it weren't for all that damn hay. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of dead in that barn. There's a lot of blood soaked up in that hay. Uh, she locks the barn with like a shovel. A, like a girl. Yeah. And then Jason just... Just opens the barn. Just opens the barn door, takes it off, and then he locks it like a man. Right. With an actual, like, like plank. Yeah, two by four or whatever. Yeah. and um, And shoves it down, too. Like it's not just placed there. He like shoves it down into the oh into oh the yeah. Door. Yep. She's like not he, like, getting like, out. Like, like he's kind of irritated about it. This is how you fucking close the door. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So she finds the best hiding spot that she can, which is uh, the straddled across a beam yep. in the rafters, right? And at, he is doing a pretty thorough search. On the ground floor. Like, he is searching everywhere. Yeah, I like the way he looks. He looks really, like, angry and menacing. He's just, yeah. like, hurling furniture all over the place. Yeah. And then when he can't find her, he gets extra frustrated and just starts breaking shit. Yeah. As, yeah. When compared to Chimney's searching tactics. So, <laughs> Jason is now directly beneath Chris in the rafters and... Of course, she finds it most appropriate to swing down and just land on him. Yeah, drops on him. He drops on falls, him. but you know. Well, that shit earlier with the log was really effective. She's got that superhuman strength right now. That's She's true. In All the adrenaline, anxiety, and panic. You know. Yeah, she she takes off to uh, the top of the barn, mm-hmm. the loft. P- puts puts a stack of hay yeah, o- over the, the opening. One of the bales of hay. And, and uh, yeah, he just. It. He gra- she grabs a shovel and hides, right? But he just tosses the hay like nothing. That thing probably weighs what? N- yeah, to, to, to Jason, nothing. He's like dumb bitch. That's what he thought when he when he when he threw it off. Yeah, it's like, dumb bitch. He comes up. Where is she? She knocks him out with the shovel. He's down for the count. And then she wraps the rope used to carry the hay up to the loft around his neck. Yeah, that's like she's. She's, she's pretty good at this. Yeah, I like uh, Chris. She means business. But any other character from the previous movies would have run away. Yeah. And just assumed that, oh, he's knocked out. I'll get away somehow else. Would have hit him with a running chainsaw on the arm and run this away. This is bullshit. But she hangs him. She, yeah, no, I'm going to cut in here. She's got I, I balls or lips. No, I'm, I'm cutting in. I'm cutting in. Can't handle it. You don't like her hanging Jason? That's pretty no, good. What I don't like is her being this like helpless female crying out for Rick and having trouble locking windows and doors and feeling totally and absolutely helpless and then in the in the course of like 10 minutes becomes this like you know Jason's most you know impressive foe to date. All of a sudden she's whacking him over the head with clubs and Waiting for him and, and ahead yeah. of him at every turn. She's and, tired. She's had two you know, up, up years of being scared of Jason, and, and this is enough. Pulling out creative noose nonsense with the like, fuck off. This is bullshit. 
No, I'm, I'm with Daniel. You can't Daniel. have her displayed as one thing, one moment. I, I'm with Daniel here. Enough is enough. Thing, she's had two years of dealing with this shit. She's she's oh. getting rid of it once and for all. Oh, I'm sorry. So she's reaching a, reaching a breaking point here. She has yes. reached through. her breaking point. Yes, Nathan, I okay. think you're right. Yes, she has reached a breaking point. <laughs> Don't fucking do that. She has expressed her love for Rick. Yes, Nathan. On the way you're back. You're right. You've discovered this truth. You son of a bitch. I hope the audience sees how manipulative you are. So she goes to... <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So now she opens up the barn door. Yeah, she she's calmer now. She assumes that the worst is over. He's fucking hung or hanged. He's got to be dead, right? Of course. And Jason actually pulls a pretty badass move. Oh, yeah. Lifts up the mask to show her the face. And... Bitch, I'm the person you've been scared of for two years. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit was real. Yeah, let me unhang myself real quick. Yeah. That part, I love that part, when he just hoists himself up with one hand on the rope and uses the other one to take it off. You're yep. just like, oh, shit. And who comes back? Nathan? Chimney. <laughs> he was dead. He was dead. He did the dead body flop. This whole, his, his, his being alive is a violation. Well, he has been passed out all day. He's been passed out all fucking day. You figure like an hour or 45 minutes, you get up after you get knocked out real bad, right? No, maybe, he, maybe even like yeah. 10 minutes? He was in a mild coma. Yeah. yeah just, just lucky timing, you know? Just just wakes up at this moment for and, him to be useful for the scene that needs him. How convenient. But he makes a terrible mistake by trying to protect Chris's life, gets his arm chopped off, and then Jason just goes to fucking town. Oh, on him. yeah. Oh, man. Just hacked to fucking death. Makes up for not killing him earlier. He is pissed. He is obviously learning. Obviously learning, as Nate mentioned. Yeah. This, I, this, where was the censorship on this <laughs> one? Every time it cuts back good, to me. You're not as good at it, Jonathan. <laughs> but where were the censors on this one? Every time, even, well, you, you, when it shows Jason, he's like just hacking away mercilessly mm-hmm. with a machete. And then when it's not showing Jason, you still hear the... <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh my God. Did you guys ever think that that's maybe why they went with the machete as his favorite weapon? Because they were never censored with the machete? They have proven themselves to take the paths of least resistance. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's very possible. Yeah. The mask. Cover his face up with a mask. Yeah, the mask itself was just to cover up the fact that they couldn't figure out how to do his makeup. And so they were just like, well, let's just slap a mask on him. That's why they put the mask on? Yeah. One, they had to change from the baghead look. (laughs) Two, they were trying to find a way to. That's the reason for the legendary image of Jason. Yep. Because they couldn't do the makeup properly. And if some guy on set. What do they do? What do they do? They create a little ad in a magazine. That is a homage to the guy that did do makeup well. That won't work on the films anymore because they're bullshit. And okay, <laughs> I just need to. I need, I need to breathe. Are you processing all this? Yeah. Ugh. And if one of the makeup artists on the set did not play hockey and pull a hockey mask out of his bag and say, "Hey, why don't we use this?" He they probably would have gone with that clear mask that uh, at the very beginning. Yeah. That. Shelly wears. You know, I think the clear mask would have been maybe a little scarier. It's not bad. That kind of mask pops up in different horror movies over and over again. Yeah. Can I also point out, just for the sake of all Canadians, that 
that hockey mask is like old school. Yeah, like super. In 1982, no hockey goalie wore that mask. Right. That they had cage masks and they were larger. And that old school hockey mask is from like a long fucking time ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Chris picks up an axe because Jace is busy going to town on uh, Ali. Uh-huh. And then just straight to the face. Yeah, buries it in his face. Kind of like the top part of the mask, forehead area. Mm-hmm. He goes down and... And what do you do when you have survived Jason or his family on a horrendous night of murder? You go to the lake. And, of course, you take a nice, relaxing canoe trip. Yep. You canoe out into the middle. You fall asleep. That's that's just what you do. And she wakes up screaming at nothing. And then, and then she screams at a log. Yeah. And then she screams at a duck. Oh, oh Jason's she- in the window. Yep, in the second floor. Apparently, he's been looking for her all fucking night, not thinking that she was in the canoe that's in the middle of the lake. Yep, mask off, axe out of his head. He's a little bit bloody, and he hisses. Yeah. He hisses in the window. Yeah. That's really weird. Shows, like, full retard open mouth fangs. It's like... They make Freddy Krueger hiss in part two, and it's it's weird then, too. I don't like it when they make these guys hiss. These guys aren't hissers. Yeah, hissing is like a little little effeminate, right? Yeah, and it's also like a more of a vampire thing. Yeah. Jason doesn't go, he goes. (laughs) (laughs) The sound he makes. (laughs) Oh, and then the super homage. I mean, this this is like a super homage. Totally unnecessary, but hey, fuck it, why not? Mama Voorhees. Mama Voorhees. Because Jason's not really there. He comes out of the house to try and attack her, but he disappears. Right. He's just a distraction so that Mama Voorhees can pop out of the water like Jason did in part one and drag her under the water. Mm-hmm. She yeah. wakes up from it anyways. You know, she's terrified. The cops are all over the place checking the uh, the cottage out. And she's, you know, half crying, half laughing. Yeah, she's totally fucking hysterical. Yeah, she's done. Yeah. And they take her off to the place where people go with broke brains. Yep. And <laughs> or asylums <laughs> or asylums. <laughs> yeah, she is fucking crazy at the end. Yep. And yeah. I thought that was you know my my favorite part of the movie. She is <laughs> really guy, fucking my favorite. Nuts. Yeah, my favorite part is when they open the police car door and they try to put her in. She's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. She she continues to scream after they put her in, but my favorite part is when they open the door and she loses her mind before going into the car. Yep, that and my favorite part. camera pans over to the barn. Jason's still lying there, uh, axe still in his head, and camera pans further, and the lake is nice and peaceful and calm. Mm-hmm. Except for one little ripple. Bling. Did I hear you screaming? Oh, Probably Debbie having an orgasm. <laughs> you never scream when we have sex. Give me something to scream about. <laughs> What's the matter? Nothing. I was just practicing. <laughs> Go down the cellar and check the fuse box. In the dark. Alone. Be a man, man. Okay. How does this movie stack? Sex, we're kind of on a repeating pattern here. No, you you have mm-hmm. multiple breasts in this movie. No, there's, yeah. there's one set of breasts. We got well, one naked set of breasts. It's one set of breasts, but I believe you see both breasts in this movie. Some some nudity from what, what was her name? Debbie. Yeah, Debbie. yeah. We got prego boobies. Yep, prego boobies. Pregnant Debbie, a uh, little bit of boobs, and uh, 
some sex in a hammock, which... Uh, no nudity the, there. The, no. I, they leave it to your imagination how that works. Same as usual. One set of breasts, one sex scene. Pretty common. This is, what, our sixth movie now between these two sagas? So let's move on to tropes. This is our Friday the 13th. It's always got more tropes than Nightmare on Elm Street. This movie... They're all over the place in this movie. There's it's, a lot. It, it's, it's the consistent trope of building up anxiety and trying to shock you. And I think the reason why it was such an overused trope in this movie is due to the 3D. The 3D intentions behind every scene is constantly pushing this trope over and over and over again. And it's exhausting. <laughs> Wind blowing all the windows and doors open. There's the frequently going out to investigate who is, I think I saw a guy, or I think I saw something, or why is that door banging when I know it should be shut? That was mm-hmm. like every two minutes in mm-hmm. this movie, and it always led back to the fucking barn. Cars not starting, batteries dead, get out of gas. Then, yeah, although they out of gas, that's explained pretty well. Yeah. Rick's just a dumbass for leaving a bug with its lights on. and Is he a dumbass, or is that a trope? Uh, uh, arguable, yeah. Arguable. And why does the van stop perfectly? On the bridge. On the bridge. On the bridge. Mm-hmm. And then we had the whole uh, shower scene that was just done to death. Yeah, shower scene that obviously looks like just a wall's been cut away. Yeah. You can tell there's 15 guys with cameras watching this poor woman pretend like she's showering. Uh-huh. Uh, screaming people's names out, waking up without your buddy there, and then going to look for them and getting murdered. Uh, God, it's, there's a lot. It seems like every possible thing they, they just threw in there. Yeah, well, Friday the 13th is shameless. That's something we, I think we can all agree on. I mean, the snake popping out of the dead bunny cage. Injuries not really affecting the killer. Not at all. (laughs) Creative kills. There were some in this. This is a decent body count. We were talking earlier. This is the first time they live up to a 12 body count that they claim throughout the other movies. And as far as the most creative kill? Um, well, I mean, I wish I could have seen him kill Andy, because it probably would have been Andy, just based on the way his body looked after. I, I like I mean, that one and, too, but I, don't, I didn't need to see it. It was disturbing to me as is. And they ripped off so many kills from the first movie that it's is it really fair to give any one of those um, a, a label of creativity? Well, if they were just using what they had done in the past, well, uh, uh, which would which would lead you more towards the harpoon to the face, because it's one of the more you know unique kills to this movie. <clears throat> well, how about this? How, how about we knock out the ones that we know we don't like? Right, Harold, cleaver yeah. to the chest. We don't yeah, need him. That's right, too easy. Mm-hmm. Edna, sewing needle to the skull. I kind of like that because it came out of the mouth. Mm. Right, a fox. Yeah, pitchfork, pitchfork. Uh, mm, the pitchfork ones are lame. Yeah, yeah. Loco's pitchfork. Uh, I should. I like. I like the bludgeoning death with the chimney. <laughs> you mean he, the one gets, later with the with the machete blade? Yes, that one. No, 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 no. He, yes, he, he got bludgeoned. To death exactly, Nathan. Barn. Yes, he goes to town on him with he, that machete. Death flop. I like the floppiness of the dead body. Uh, Vera takes the, that is obviously dead and very evidently dead. Vera's harpoon to the eye. That's a candidate. Might we have liked it had it not been censored? It it's not bad. I mean, Jason's a hell of a shot. He is. He's a hot guy. To the eye. It was good. Uh, let's see, Andy. Andy's machete. grotesque genital mutilation, splitting in halfness. Yeah. I have to. I have to not accept that as a 
as a full-on kill just because we apparently have missed out on so much of it. But you see the body. It's a death. Yeah, it's a kill. In the original scene that was that was cut, you know, if only we could see the Norwegian. Can, can we not version. go back to this? Yeah. Even and even his like body up in the rafters. That's the best makeup, gore makeup in the whole movie. Yes. I will say I will agree with you there, but because we don't get to see his leg get caught up, cut off and his stomach ripped open, it really. I mean, we, we'd be we'd be selecting half of a kill. So and his legs aren't cut off. Yeah, he's split from genitals to sternum. I can't repeat it enough. Uh, let's see. We have Debbie with the repeat kill. Uh, very. This is the exact same way Kevin Bacon dies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, from the hammock. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. That's repeat. Uh, not a favorite. And it's unbelievable that he finds his way underneath the, the hammock. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that adds to the magic of it. You know, that's one. Th- the reason why I actually Fuck like it off. better. It adds yep, to the I'm backing magic. off. This one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it adds to the magic. I mean, come the on. The majesty of him finding his way underneath the hammock He's without a ninja. being seen. It just adds to it. Uh, let's it see. adds to the unbelievability so of that happening. So, yes. Shelly gets his throat slit in the barn. We don't see how. Right. Boring. Uh, Chuck was thrown into the fuse boxes. Yep. Chuck is thrown. Chili gets hot the poker through the stomach. Points points to the ominous, um, you know, picturesque Jason in in the basement. But uh, True. the electrocution itself is boring, and uh, the poker. The poker. Yeah. It you know what takes away from the poker? Her frantic like, she looks like that fat chick from from Designing Women, just like oh god, Delta Burke. Yes. Yeah, Delta. Yeah, she looks like Delta Burke. Yeah. I wrote something down the stairs. I wrote something she like that too. Look, she looks like a kid who's been caught lying by her parents. She's like, she, no. she's, she's fairly attractive throughout the rest of the movie, but in that one scene, you're just like, ugh, who is, what, what happened? And then she comes down, and you're like, yeah, kill her. No, and, and she, she and she does not run a step in that whole time that she's supposed to be frantic looking for her dead friends. Walking she does everywhere. not run a step. Yeah, walks the whole yeah. thing. Um, I kind of appreciated Rick's death. Because Skull crush? it's the only death that we see where Jason doesn't use a weapon. So I, I kind of like the whole crushing the skull, eye-popping out thing. Right, like here's my you brute like strength. You like the eye-pop? Yeah. You like the eye-pop? Or the idea of the eye-pop. I can, I can get on board with the idea of the head crushing, but that kill does not get honors for this movie because of the eye-pop. The eye-pop is hokey and awful. It's booing out at the screen. It's terrible. Come on, man. How about we just be? We just be sincere and honest with me for fucking half a second in your life, and just admit that this eye popping out is terrible. Come on. Moving on. How about <laughs> Ali? <laughs> How about Ali being bludgeoned to death with the sharp edge of a machete? That's my favorite. Oh man, that was just fucking brutal. I even wrote my fucking notes. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking gets it. Chimney. He's the only... Oh, here's... here. Oh, wait, I found some trivia. He's the only character in a Jason movie to die twice. Oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, I, I just... I mean, I I went with the obvious route, and I, I equate Ali to a Jesus type character, where he is sacrificed for the good of others, and then comes back to re- to save everyone for their sins, right? And saves yes. Chris and protects mm. her. No, he, right? he's a terrible. He rolls actor, that wagon wheel away from the stall that he's being kept in, like no. like the stone. Yes. 
So and then, first... and then you have the metaphor of Jason destroying the Christ-like figure in this movie. Yes. And saying that Jason evil is secularism. Exactly. He is science. He is proof of evolution. So the double murder of Jesus Christ is my favorite death in this movie. Nathan, where do you stand? The double murder of Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to say harpoon to the face. It's the only unique kill to this movie, and they cut the other one in half. So Otherwise, I would have gone with Mangled Body. I would have gone with Andy, but they, they've cut. after I found out they cut half of it out, I, I didn't really get to see it, so I'm, I'm upset about that. So I would have to say harpoon to the, harpoon to the eye is where yeah. I stand. Crushing Skull is pretty creative. I do like no, the Crushing the Skull. Eye pop. The eye pop ruins it. The boy <laughs> Yes, the boy ruins it. Daniel, which one did you choose? Oh, I like Ali getting bludgeoned with that machete at the end. It is brutal. That was good, right? He just like... It's, Jason just unleashes him. I mean, it seemed like a good ten minutes. Just, okay. Are you guys both choosing the Jesus Christ double death? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're both choosing Chimney, huh? Yeah, but you'll stand out with your harpoon attack. Yeah, well, no, I like the harpoon attack. Vera in the water. She was like the lady in the lake. She was like a siren, you know, calling to him. Oh, on on the back on the back cover of the DVD, it says for another group of naive counselors. They're not counselors. Yeah, the cast in the film are not cast as counselors. They're just friends. It's just a cottage, not a camp. Yep. They just go to Wiggins Well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, that's the podcast, everybody, for today. Um, Oh, are you taking? Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out to One Hundred Lunatics. We really enjoyed you uh, spending some time with us. Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. If only he meant one word. You know what else is bullshit? Hearing all that shit on TV warning you about a maniac on the loose and then going outside to pull the clothes off the clothesline, alone, in the dark. She wasn't in the dark. Yeah, it was It was night out. Well, it was kind of lit outside, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was dark. And mm. it looked like she was doing laundry for a hotel. Yeah, like there, there was a lot of sheets. bed sheets out there of every color. I would, I would say at best it was dusk. And that's the only thing I'll agree on. All right, can we All agree right. on a range of time <laughs> that she may or may not have been taking the laundry it off? The definitely line? dusk-ish, possibly dark. Sometimes you should rewatch some, it. You, some, should, you should rewatch it before you start. Sometime after sunset, yet before midnight. That's what <sighs> that's what we're got. That's what we're, that's where we're at. Well, after sunset's fine with me because that means it's dark and that means I'm right. So let's go. Let's roll with that. Why do you care so much about following it scene by scene? Ugh. These movies have all been talked to death. <laughs> and I feel like you really need to ferret out the like gritty hypotheticals and the mistakes and the details and the defending the lunatic's motives and all that to really make it interesting. Otherwise, you're just like, yep, you know the whole thing. He slashes some people with a machete and they're dead. <laughs> yep. All right, see you guys next week. Ah!